Welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Scott. And on this show, well, we're going to be looking to, forward to some of the things, Doctor Who-wise, that are coming up in 2024. And of course, this is our first podcast of 2024. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy Oops. New Year, yes. So, um, but before we sort of go on about anything of what's coming in the future... Um, we haven't heard, Scott, what you thought of Shooty Gatwas. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you sort of like debut um, in the Church and Ruby Road. So, what did you, what did you make of it? It was good. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was slightly. Uh... Seems a long time ago since you watched yeah, it now. Because <laughs> it's been like two weeks since Christmas now, Christmas Day. So, it doesn't feel right anymore, does it? No, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't. Yeah, it but... gets closer to a month every single day. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was really good, although. Um, this one, it's screwdriver does look like a TV remote, as um, everyone else has been saying. <laughs> yeah. And but it's a nice little detail because on it, it says they have like a Gallifrey thing saying um, something in Rwandan. That's I, I don't, right. Yeah, I don't know what it says. I, I I have it in my head, but I can't. No, I, can't I don't remember, remember it. it. No, it's it's a Rwandan saying, isn't it, or something? Yeah. Yeah. And it it was really good, although it, when it got into the singing pit bit, um, I began to feel the cringe hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what did is I. going on? <laughs> I know I'm not a fan of musicals at all, so no, I didn't enjoy that bit. But I, I thought the story was a little bit meh, not nothing to it really. But the name sounds good though. It yeah. sounds really. But good. I thought Shooty Gap was really good, and so was mm-hmm. Millie Gibson as well. Yeah. So I think we've got a we've got a lot to look forward to, haven't we? Sort of mm-hmm. coming up um, in uh, in May. I understand. Ooh, May. <laughs> yeah, it's got a few months to wait yet. Um, but it's going to start in May um, as the trailer. Um, as the trailer said, at the end of the Christmas special. And well, it's eight episodes long, and I don't think that's not including a Christmas special either. Yeah. Uh, so don't really know much about it, other than that Mel's in it. Yeah. And they showed a little bit in the, uh, in in the, the, trailer, in the trailer, but that, um, didn't give away a like lot, did Rose they? Rose is back, Donna's daughter. Oh, yes, apparently yeah. Yeah, she's back, isn't she? So that's that. Well, we, we kind of knew that anyway, so I think Russell T. Davis... Yeah. Said she was going to be back in it again, uh, but the only thing that makes me not worry about it a little bit is the fact that when this airs, about sort of like I don't know exactly know when in May it's going to start. It's going to be the beginning of May or of middle May. or end or whatever. At some point, <coughs> it's going to hit Euro t- uh, twenty twenty four, the big the big European football tournament yeah. starts, and that will lose some maybe some viewers because. Football and Doctor Who, a lot of people are fans of both of it, so it's might go. It might sometimes what happens is some days it might be really high views on Doctor Who, really low views on Doctor Who, really high views on Euro, and really low views. Well, the other thing as well is it could muck around all the scheduling, yeah, as well. So they, they could they could sort of you know cancel Doctor Who because or push it back or something, or it skips a week because of football. Yeah. Um, and also, the other, the other big thing in May is Eurovision. That's also on. Yeah. In May. So that doesn't usually interfere with Doctor Who. But, um, yeah, it is, there's an awful lot going on in that month now. Um, I think you, 
Euro 2024 starts in June. Yeah. So at some point it's it's going to hit Doctor Who. Because what I was thinking of, I was thinking, wait, what about September? Because there's nothing going on between September and October. There's equally two months worth, eight episodes. So, you know, if... Well, us, you know, us yeah. well, people like me, old Doctor Who fans, we always like our Doctor Who to be on the autumn and the winter because it just takes us back to our childhoods of watching Doctor Who in the dark because um, it was dark outside and everything. But um, yeah. <laughs> RTD, he likes, he's, since it's he's summer. been doing Doctor Who, he likes it in the spring. It's always been released in the spring. And Fair I, enough. Yeah, I mean, Moff, Stephen Moffat tried to push it to, to more of an autumn thing with Peter Capaldi. Um, but I think it's probably more to do with Peter Capaldi than anything else. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he, oh, he's an old fan like me. Uh, but yeah, but that's the only thing that, that sort of concerns me really is the fact that football could interfere with it somewhat. Mm. Maybe to let some viewers down. If well, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about viewers. viewers I think it just television's know. watched differently these days, isn't it? So yeah. nobody, nobody really cares about viewers and everything. But uh, um, well, some people do. They put a lot of credence into how many viewing figures a show gets. Uh, but people watch television differently now. Fair I, I mean, I think. I think we don't do. We we stopped doing stats um, on this podcast. <laughs> but as I understand it, it was streamed on the iPlayer. Um, I think they said about ten million times. Oh, the Christmas special. So that's pretty, pretty good. But uh, yeah, so but that was over quite a long period. Though it wasn't like the the overnights or the seven day figures. It's like the twenty one day viewing figures. I think. Yeah, I think. But don't please don't quote me on that, listeners. Um, I don't really know. But mm-hmm. I, I did read that it got ten million streams, which is uh, yeah, which is good. Which is good. That's like, but that's what Doctor used to get. Well, you don't remember this, Scott, but that's what Doctor used to get. People watching on the night will be about ten million people watching Doctor Who at its peak. Yeah, the earliest Wayne. But there was only three channels then, so that's why. <laughs> the only earliest story I remember is like Peter Capaldi's. I don't know how many views that got. That his last story that probably got quite a bit. Lit- I remember sitting views. down watching um, Flatline. With you, and you jumped at a few bits, and you were really small then. I don't remember watching that. Yeah, you were. Re- you sat on my lap watching watching Flatline. You were was, really. Um... You were jumping at bits. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> remember, I read a magazine when I was two years old. Right into it, there's a picture of me reading it. It was exactly yes. Into it. <laughs> I know. I taught you well. I didn't get it though, but <laughs> you didn't get it. But you like reading. You just yeah. liked all the pictures and stuff, didn't you? But uh... oh, good. Okay, so we you know that we got a new series of Doctor to, to to come and. I think RTD says he wants Doctor to be back on each year, not any like long, <laughs> like eighteen month gaps or anything like that. It needs to be an annual, yeah. annual event. Although, so so rumours have it, and I'll come to another rumour in a minute, mm-hmm. um, is that Shooter Gatlin and Millie Gibson have already recorded their second season, yeah, or second that's series. Probably true because um, on the Doctor Who page they were already advertising season fifteen to start. It's like whoa, yeah, I we've know. only just gotten, we haven't even gotten past the season. Season fourteen, yeah, exactly. Um, but um, Millie Gibson's been saying that she hasn't got any plans. She's been looking for other other jobs. So I don't know if this is like a a two season thing or done. But basically, if they've already filmed it, it means they get next year off to go and do other things. In between, yeah. so they can go and do more stage. I mean, Shooty Gat wants to go back to the stage. That's what he likes doing. It's a shame, but the way they've really. done it is that he can go off and do that now whilst they're doing the, doing the post-production on season 15. There and was then, also you know, stuff so. going around about they might only have two seasons if they've only recorded two so far. So they might have three, 
but they might only have two. He might only have one companion or two. Well, yeah, I mean, doctors or... usually at this day and age seem to go for about three series, don't they? And then they're yeah. they're done. But companions, they could stay for years. Well, they could stay for years or go after one series, kind of like Martha did and Bill and Donna. You know, Donna, and yeah, exactly. So yeah, so they're just like one series <laughs> wonders and and they're done. But you know, but the, the doctor seems to stay on for about three years on average. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. But say we, we we don't want to be sort of writing off Shooty Gatwa yet. We haven't even seen his first full season. Yeah, it's a shame because if he doesn't have any more seasons, and because I know that sometimes people complain about all the convoluted story plots and lines that go on between every season and how they lead in, mm-hmm. and I think some people are complaining, and but don't know why. I just. I don't know what it is. I just seem to be complaining about it already. It hasn't even aired. <laughs> People love to whine, mate, especially Doctor Who fans. But they look at the, they found images online, started moaning about it on their YouTube channels. I know, I know. That that's what what they're seeing online is anything taken on set. It hasn't been enhanced by, you know, CGI or it's not lit correctly. They just no. somebody's taken a random photo on 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 their Probably on like their a drone. using their phone or drone, as you say. Um, yeah, so it doesn't tell you anything at all. It no. really doesn't. It really doesn't. So, as I said um, a moment ago, Scott, rumours. Now, the big rumour that sort of come out this week, and maybe something we have got to look forward to, that um, it was on a website called Cult Box. I think that's where the news broke. And they got it from a website called, I think it's called productionlist.com. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're in the TV or sort of the TV or film world, they list on there which shows are going into production. Potentially. Potentially. Or, well, no, yeah. no, apparently that's when they're slated to start. Okay. So according to Cult Box, someone's got it off the productionist.com website. Now, us mere mortals can't get access to the website because we're not in the business. The business. The business, are we? So, um, so basically what it said is that on March the <laughs> 4th this year... There's going to be a Sea Devils spin-off series is going to start recording. Mm. So we could take take this with a massive pinch of salt. However, the Daily Mirror have now run this story again, but they ran it last year as well, saying about there's going to be Doctor Who spin-offs. And they said one of the monsters, this is going to be, it could be like Daleks, um, Cybermen, and I think Weeping Angels were made. I hate it a spin off of Weeping Angels. They like, don't speak. They don't speak, exactly. But what I was mentioned was Sea Devils. And it looks like this is actually happening. Also, we've got the unit spin off thing yeah. um, as well, which I think they set up in the giggle, to be honest. I think that was a, a more or yeah. less a set up for a spin off. A lot of people were saying, um, I know that the Sea Devil thing's potentially going in, but they were saying it's going to be like a movie. Or a well, movie sort of thing. Well, if it's only a spin-off show, I mean, it can, it can only last a couple of episodes. Or as you say, it could be like a two-part movie, movie, or, you know, like a just a special kind of thing. Um, how do you feel about sp- like spin-offs? Because you, mm. you've only really watched the Sarah Jane Adventures, haven't you, as a spin-off? Yeah, I can't watch Torchwood. No, or Class. Oh, you're a bit too young for both yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, Torchwood, it's more... I didn't mind Class. Um, it, it was weird because it, it was kind of connected to Doctor Who but but wasn't because Peter Capaldi uh, did like a cameo in it in the first episode and the, and the yeah. final episode of Weeping Angels in it uh, yeah. and then it's meant to carry on with that and it, it started to look really good and it got cancelled but then yeah. the BBC put it in a really really bad time slot uh, <clears throat> why? But they didn't know what to do with it 
Really? No. It was on BBC Three first, and then they put it on, I think it was BBC One, but really late at night, Why? where their target audience was in bed. Everyone but, was in bed by then. I know. It's, it's, like, it's meant to be like a young adult kind of thing, um, sort of late, sort of mid to late teens. That's what it's meant to appeal to. Um, but um, we've had, yeah, as you said, we've got Torture, which was really hit and miss. So mm, yeah. Sarah Jane Adventures, which I loved, I thought was really good. Uh, I don't know. I'm a bit ambivalent towards spin-offs, to be honest. I'd rather they put their efforts into the main series, but yeah. But to be honest, if it, if it fills the gap between series of Doctor Who, then yeah, I'll take whatever comes. Really, <laughs> yeah, you know, because um, the unit spin-off will sound quite cool. There were. I wonder if there'll be any other um, spin-offs. Well, it's something that Malcolm Hulk. You know, the writer Malcolm Hulk. He yeah. wrote. He wrote um, the Silurians. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, didn't he? Um, <coughs> he always said that Earthbound stories are a little bit sort of restrictive because it's only going to be yeah. alien invasion or mad scientist. That's all you can do. So I can kind of under understand what um, like what he means by that. Relics and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So so Bowl accounts this <coughs> this Sea Devils spin off show, TV movie, whatever it might be, is called The War Between the Land and the Sea, which sounds a bit naff. Maybe it's between... To, be honest, unit, to me, anyway. Maybe it's between Unit and the Sea Devils. It might be. Because, like, the land is Unit, and the sea is the Sea Devils. Yeah. So... Yeah, it could well be that. I mean, as long as it's better than Legend of the Sea Devils, which was terrible. I mean, I remember when you and me yeah. saw the... Was it end of... Um, Oh, which one was it? Eve of the Daleks. Eve of the Daleks wasn't it? it showed the trailer for Legend of the Sea Devils. It looked really good. And we, we, oh my God, it's the Sea Devils! We were so excited when your, your mum and your sister didn't have a clue what we were. But they, <laughs> what, but what they we were getting excited about the design. But, and they didn't look like how they did. They didn't have those guns anymore. Like they well, ray things. Well, no, they kind of they look better than they did in yeah. Warriors of the Deep before that silly no samurai one likes outfit. Warriors of the Deep. Um, Oh, there's a good story in there, just the way it was, the way it was produced. Yeah, Didn't have the money kick, for kicks it. That big lurk monster thing. The murker. The, the lurk. lurk. <laughs> now, 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 <laughs> now, Ingrid Pitt kicks the lurk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But no, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing some spin-offs, really. Yeah. But I, as long as, like, as long as it's done well and it's not. You know, never, never. They have, up till now, they haven't really been that successful, apart from the Sarah Jane Adventures, which was yeah, really. Good. Although it would be cool because... because it was still connected to Doctor Who, and I think that's what kept you had a star from Doctor Who starring in it. Yeah. Uh, whereas Class didn't. Torch would have Captain Jack, which but which is sort of, but he didn't. It was, it was he kind of popular, for but a the... full season of Doctor Who, so he's not really classified as a. Well, he was classified Long as... Long time travelling no, companion. No, no, but he, he, he was sort of classed as a, as a companion. Then again, neither was Martha until on the Lazarus experiment because the Doctor didn't offer her to stay aboard until then. Oh, I can't remember. Really, like, didn't he? So Did he? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, I thought he did cool it at the end of Smith they, and Jones, um, I thought. But... If they... I did some... If they... Because, you know, in Sarah Jane Adventures, they they, want, they used a lot of um, Joe Jones or Joe Grant, whatever. Joe Jones. Sounds yeah, weird. yeah. But yeah, I don't think they thought of... Her name being Joe Jones when they filmed it. But, um, yeah, it would be cool if you got a spin-off for her because for season nine there was Sea Devils, so maybe she could do like her own spin-off. Well, the thing is, if they set it on Earth, um, which the Sea Devils is, um, you could have any number of people coming back to it. 
She could even have her own companions, because isn't there, though, with those two girls in the cave as well? Yeah. So there you go, let's set it up. Set it up. <laughs> I don't want to start Precisely. any rumours for that or anything, but imagine if but imagine if I actually just said that right and, oh, and no. the next day it's announced. <laughs> there you are. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes, there okay. we go. Yep. <laughs> We're not only looking forward to 2024 on this podcast, but because right now we're going to look back to something that well, we kind of missed in 2023. During all the hubbub of Doctor Who's 60th anniversary, it might have been easy to forget that other Doctor Who-related media was being released at the same time. And one release that slipped under the radar last November was the latest DVD release from Real Time Pictures, titled The Doctors, The Sylvester McCoy Years Behind the Scenes. As I understand it, this is the last in this behind-the-scenes collection from the classic period of Doctor Who. And it feels weird to reach the end of this collection, as Classic Who, for me, is a fascinating period of television production, and it's a constant amazement as to how the show ever got made. So in this two-disc collection, there are six interviews from people who work behind the scenes during the Seventh Doctor's era. And they are writers Ben Aranovich, Ian Briggs and Stephen Wyatt, who appear on Disc 1, while director Andrew Morgan, special effects wizard Mike Tucker and composer Kath McCulloch feature on Disc 2. Now, Scott will hate me for saying this, but at the time, I never really watched this particular period of Doctor Who. And what I did see never really appealed to me. It's only in later years that I've come to appreciate it more, but it will never rank very highly for me. However, what is more interesting is what went on behind the scenes of this particular period of Doctor Who, which this series of interviews covers in great depth. Like the Colin Baker years before it, this collection of interviews highlights the precarious state that Doctor Who was in at the time, not wanted by the BBC and not watched by the general public much either. The majority of the interviews, once again conducted by the likes of Nick Briggs and Robert Dick, were recorded in 2023, with the oldest being with Kef McCulloch from 2003. Now, some of the stories you would have heard before, even from other DVD behind-the-scenes extras, or possibly at a convention panel. However, with each interviewee given, an, on average, 60 minutes each to talk about their career and their time on Doctor Who, it makes for a much more compelling viewing than perhaps a, a few seconds of someone talking about one particular story on, on a DVD release. And one thing that stands out most for me on this DVD is no matter how difficult things were, everyone who worked on Doctor Who tries to make the best damn television show they could. And like the previous releases in this series, if you're interested in not just Doctor Who, but how TV programmes were made over 40 years ago, it will not disappoint. But I'm quite sad that this series has reached the end. It's, it's bittersweet, if I'm honest. It means there's no more stories to be told. The tankers now run dry. And while it's not the end of the road for the Mythmakers team and their journey through time with Doctor Who... Well, in actual fact, Scott and I are hoping that our faces appear on a future DVD release. I do have to take my hat off to them. Tracking down and interviewing those people who worked on Doctor Who from 1963 to 1989 has been a real labour of love for them. But watching nearly five hours of content on this DVD release certainly wasn't a labour of love. It was an absolute pleasure. The Doctors, the Sylvester McCoy years behind the scenes is available to buy from the Time Travel TV website. Link in the show notes. Right, so the last thing uh, we want to talk about here really was conventions, uh, because they obviously in next month we've got uh, Gallifrey One, 
um, coming up in LA, which we're we're not going to, Scott. I can't afford to go to Gallifrey we're one. Go, we're just going to go to this one you're about to mention. I know, exactly. Love so, this one. Um, but I, I understand that I think Billy Piper's going to be at, at uh, Gallifrey one this year, as I understand it. So, um, but, but other podcasts cover that one. Um, but uh, maybe one day we'll go to that one, Scott. It, yeah. is, it is good. It is good. Um, and for the price of the ticket, it's like a three three day event. Oh gosh! Yeah, so that sounds really cool. It's really good. There's a lot of content to pack in as well. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe one day we'll go. But it's very expensive. To not the convention itself, it's the flights and the hotel. That's the that's yeah. the pricey bit. But the one convention we will be going to this year, it's not too late this year, uh, right at the very end of August, is Hooverville. Which one. Our, we yes, we this. yes we is love it the end Hooverville. Of August this year, is it? It's the end September? of August. No, it's um, August the thirty first. Oh, because last year it was not. Well, cool. you say leap, last year. It's now, a leap it year, isn't it? September, so yeah, it's, it's a leap, leap year, year, so that's why it's moved on. Yeah, so August thirty first this year. Um, <laughs> now we love Hooverville at the Hoosie Podcast. Um, yeah. yeah, we've we've been to it quite a few times now, and uh, you've been twice. I've been a, a few. Couple yeah, more times I've done. Than you. We're gonna. It's come. A, it's come a family thing for both of us. It has, hasn't it? Year. Really? Yeah. It's our, oh gosh, third one this year. My third. It one will be your uh, third, yeah, third one together. Yes, indeed, it will be. I so, just about remember the first so one. So as soon as, soon as um, sort of New Year was sort of uh, came in, um, Steve Hatcher, um, who runs who sort of co-runs the Hooverville uh, convention, he started putting up the some of the guests. For this year, and this isn't all of them. Uh, this is just the ones been announced so far. Some few, please. So, yes, a few. So first up, we have Wendy Pabry, is going to be there this year. Um, I think that's the first time she's been since my first time at Hooverville, actually. So, um, so that's another big, a big, big name there. Um, next up, we have Maureen O'Brien, as well, which I'm excited about. I haven't seen her at any conventions, Maureen O'Brien. So I'm looking forward to to seeing her. Two and she's, companions. Yeah, two companions, exactly, exactly. Was, it's interesting because she was the third companion, and and Zoe was the last companion of in black and white. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So it's, so it's all people from that period, which is uh, which is really nice actually. And, yeah, because uh, you haven't you haven't seen anybody from that period <coughs> yet. Have you? Oh, you, know, you saw Hines, Fraser Hines, didn't you? That's last, right. Last year or was it the year? I before think it was the year that? before, wasn't it? Ugh, yeah. scary. Oh no, that's who a... was this year or oh, last year now? The year before that year was Fraser Hines. Who yeah, twenty twenty two was Fraser Hines and twenty three, twenty twenty three. Oh brother, that was McCoy, wasn't it? Oh Paul yeah, again. Sophie Ald- Sophie Aldred. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, there's loads, name. loads of people there. Yeah, you got photo bombed. Yeah. By Sylvester McCoy there. So the next guest we have is Chris <laughs> Chapman. Um, now he produces all the and directs the Doc Two documentaries and all the Blu Ray box sets. So he'll be quite <laughs> interesting to uh, to sit in and listen to as well. But um, you prefer all the behind the act- sofas. No, no, you, no, you. I was just saying like panels at conventions. You, you, you like listening to all the actors and stuff, really, rather than yeah. people who do behind Watch, the scenes. Watching the documentaries. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not they're not as exciting as to sit down and watch a documentary. <laughs> you could be in person with them, you know. Oh no, it's... I I do I do like my 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 documentaries and stuff on there. So, but Chris Chapman's put together some really really good stuff on there. As we know, cause we sat down and watched them, haven't we? Um, so that yeah. that should be that should be really really interesting to um, to listen to, and the last announcement so far, yeah, is Tommy Knight will be there as well. We played Luke in the Sarah Jane Adventures, which we... Sarah Jane Adventures boy. Smart. He's very smart. I wonder if he. Um, yes, indeed. Now, I, I don't know if Tommy Knight has actually done any 
conventions. He must have done things like Gallifrey. No, 1. it was the Sarah. He did a Sarah Jane Adventures anniversary convention. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah, I didn't know there was one. When, when, uh, when was that? Did he do that? That was years ago, though. That was like before I was born. That was quite a while ago. Oh right, okay. I don't. Okay. I don't know if he actually did it. I don't think he did. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. Oh, I don't know either. I don't, I don't know. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be attacked. <laughs> I'd be <Yeah>. like, he <laughs> did go. How dare you say he did it? You finished screeching? <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I mean, I mean, obviously, there's going to be more names to come for that. But we we say so we do love going to Hooverville. Um, it, I think it's a really really fantastic convention. I think Steve and uh, was it Andrew. Uh, so it's a really, really good good day out for us, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. And you get to stay at the hotel and it's like free, well, basically. Free for you, you don't pay a penny. Days. It's free for me. <laughs> yeah. It's free for me and it's free day to freeness. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, no, so it's good. So um, is anything else has, has caught your eye for this year, Scott? Is that, is that really it? Any, any sort of rumours, anything you've been picking up? Because you, you've, you've got your finger on fandom a lot more than I have these days, haven't you? Yeah, I do. I'm. I'd be, I'm basically just like. Well, I don't. I'm not really on it, but I do a lot of Roblox stuff. Yes, you as, do. As don't people you? know, <laughs> some yes. people might know. You're still doing a lot of Doctor Who Roblox stuff, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I know a few people from that now, which is quite interesting because I, before that, few I I only actually met them. It's nearly been a year since I've known them. Okay, so so you've 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 found your tribe. As I it found were. my tribe. Yes, indeed, that's good. That's good. So, I mean, it's just a very short podcast. This one wasn't it? Because just want to discuss a few few things that that's that's coming up, and um, <coughs> yeah. So hopefully, it's going to be a good year for um for for Doctor Who. Here's hoping, eh? Woohoo! <laughs> and maybe, Woohoo! And maybe at some point, an unearthly child will end up on iPlayer. Miracles can happen. Oh, you know? maybe they'll do. <laughs> maybe they'll just like do tiny snaps of it or something. Yeah, and maybe we'll get. Some, we might even get some more colourised Doctor Who this year as well. Who you knows? You might have to start going on eBay before they all get sold out because yeah. it's not going to be busy. No, I'm just thinking. Player. Do you think we'll get some more colourised Doctor Who? Yeah, the um, Daleks. Do you get any more of that? Maybe they'll do one for a Patrick Troughton's Troughton Patrick Troughton story this year. Maybe. Um... Maybe I think we well, I think we are due because Patrick Trent hasn't had a, a Blu-ray box set yet, so I reckon that might mm. be the next Blu-ray box set. That's a prediction for We're this year. Ha- most and be- don't forget, we've got the Celestial Toy Maker. Yeah, um, season three out, will we? be like the last box set. It's got so many episodes missing, oh, and no. it's quite a long. And they all need to be animated, or... and it's very long. So yes. it might take until next forty years. <laughs> so it may do. It may do. Yeah, I, I think everyone's looking forward to, them to like redoing like the Daleks' master plan yeah, as a animation, but that is going to be so expensive. I'm hoping season four or season six come next for the Blu-ray. Box yeah, I've heard people say season six. I reckon season yeah, six might be the next one. It's a shame season four because I like season four. Nobody, oh, okay. else, nobody else seems to be such a big fan of it, but oh, it's okay. quite good. You know, it's no, got some, good some good bad stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about the underwater menace. Oh, well, that, we, we had fun watching yeah, it. Yeah, it was really fun, the animation. I think it's because yeah. it wasn't surviving and the telly slaps weren't that great that people were moaning about it. But 
the animation was great and it made the story. It was a, look, it was a good laugh watching it with other people, wasn't and the it? Sto- and it made the story look way better than it was <laughs> in the telly snaps. Oh dear, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of the telly snaps or reconstructions. I can't. I, I, I've never watched any of them. No. Um, the, only, the only one I did was the Myth Makers <laughs> uh, for an Adventure in Space and Time podcast. Yeah, it's the only time I've ever watched a reconstruction. I've watched the Highlanders, but I only found episode one. And episode two, three, and four were a pain to watch because they were made by Loose Cannon. But you have oh, to search right. up this website. But they, they, there was only two of them there. Some of them were merged together. It was really confusing. I don't really know what was going oh, on. Oh, I don't know. I've, yeah, I've, clicking into. As I say, things. mate, I've never really watched them. Never really watched them. So yeah. Oh well, never mind. So um, so that's just about it, really, isn't it? it just it was just mm-hmm. a very very short little podcast. This one, and so. Paul and I will be back later on this month where we're going to be doing um, kind of like a little tribute to Richard Franklin because <clears throat> uh, we'll be talking about Planet of the Spiders, uh, which was the last story that Captain Yates appeared in. Spiders. Yes. So um, so we'll, we'll be covering that. And also John Pertwee's last story yeah, as well. I'm not going to go into any questions, but why was he not in Robot? <laughs> yeah. I'm not His gonna... contract had finished and that was it, really. I'm, I don't. There I'm, you go. Yeah, that's it. Well, really, he wasn't in Unit anymore, was he? Because by that point, he got written out of in Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Of Unit. Of Unit. And then he came back because he went to that retreat to recover. And that's where he cut, stumbled across the whole um, Planet of the Spiders plot with by Lupton, what his, the bad guy's yeah. name was, who was meant to be the master. Oh. Yeah. But Roger Delgado was dead by that point. So. Oh. Yeah, that's a shame. So, uh, so that's what we're doing there. And obviously it will be the televised version compared to the uh, Target novelisation as well. So it's, it's our usual thing. So yeah. uh, nothing new here on the, on the Hoosie podcast. We're carrying on with the same old stuff. Because we're boring. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so until next time then, folks, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Scott. Goodbye. Download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk.